Hey guys, okay, I'll make this really quick because I want to jump into the episode with Connor because it's so funny. I learned so much about The Bachelor, so if you're a fan, be prepared to have your mind blown. He's also just a really great guy and uh, talks pretty honestly about, you know, how to get through things. Um, And I had a lot of fun recording it, as you can probably tell. Um, Anyway, BetterHelp is the largest online counseling center they match you with a licensed therapist after you fill out a quick survey um, and then you get to have sessions with this uh, person and unlimited talking in between them. I think now with never the weight of the world is just so heavy that it's really important to have you know 45 minutes every week to transfer any emotion you're feeling to someone who's you know literally trained to take it on and um and process it with you so i really couldn't recommend it more highly if you want to get started you can use my code to get 10 percent off your first month um, and all you have to do is go to trybetterhelp.com slash zoe that's trybetterhelp.com slash zoe z-o-e now here's the episode of connor Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Solace in the City. Today, I'm so excited to be here with Connor Saley, who is the founder of Sale Wellness, and you may have seen him on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette as well, and Bachelor in Paradise. Woo! What's <laughs> thanks, up? Thanks for being here. Of course. I'm so excited. So just for some background, um, why don't you start off by telling me a little bit about yourself, like where are you from, how old are you? What's your story? Yeah, yeah. So originally from uh, Birmingham, Michigan, youngest of four kids. Um, So, you know, kind of grew up looking up to my siblings and everything. And, um, you know, Michigan's a cold, very cold state, especially in the winter. So I was looking at colleges. I just knew I wanted to go somewhere warm because I love love warm weather, love the beach. Um, Ended up coming down to SMU in Dallas, studied finance down here. Um, after college, I worked at Goldman Sachs for a couple of years in their special situations group. Um, so we invested and lended to kind of like middle market to newer companies. Um, so it was a really cool job to be in. Goldman's a great company to work for and got a lot of great experience. It was really cool because we got to work with a lot of entrepreneurs and founders of businesses, which is ultimately, you know, kind of something I wanted to pursue. Um, and about a year, a little over a year and a half into the job, I just wasn't super happy with what I was doing and kind of just wanted to change, um, and figured I, I just needed to remove myself from the environment that I was in in order to, I guess, pursue starting my own business to figure out what it was I really wanted to do. And, um, the week before Thanksgiving walked into work and basically quit, um, And my boss, you know, he was supportive of it, but he asked me to stay to the end of January, um, which ultimately I did. I worked through, I think, the beginning of February of 2019. And the timing of it was all really funny because the week after I quit, out of nowhere, I got a call from a producer on The Bachelorette 
Um, so this was the week for Thanksgiving, and they said someone had nominated me to be on the show. Um, I had, no one told me I was being nominated, so this is kind of out of nowhere, and asked if I would be interested and thought, you know, hey, why not? I'm going to leave this job at the end of February anyways to do my own thing. Um, I have time to do this cool experience and, uh, you know, kind of just went for it, talked to them on Skype, uh, a little Skype interview that went to them flying Dallas and we did an on-camera interview, I think the beginning of January. And then the final step was the final casting weekend, which was the end of January. And that's when they kind of fly all the final people out to Los Angeles to meet all the producers and everyone. And um, I think I found out on Valentine's Day that I was officially on the show and then, um, you know, flew out March 12th to start filming that. And after all those crazy experiences, um, you know, after the show, I ended up starting my own business, um, which has been super exciting and kind of like a dream come true for me. So it's been a pretty crazy last year, year and a half of my life. A lot has changed. Um would have had no idea if you asked me five years ago that this would be what I'm doing right now, but I love it. Um, it's, it's always exciting. Every day is different and, uh, you know, excited for what's to come. That is wild. Do you know who nominated you? Yeah. So it, when I was in high school, um, I guess when I was younger, my sister would always watch the show and she kind of got me into it a little bit. So I would watch it and, and my friends in high school would watch it with me. And it was always a joke. I was 24, 25 and single. Someone would nominate me to be on the show. And, um, you know, flash forward five years later, six, five, six, seven years later, um, I, I hadn't really watched the show after college, after I graduated. But um, one of those friends actually ended up nominating me. So that's it all so kinda awesome. Kind of came full circle, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I, I know I like been watching since I was little and I'm always like telling my dad that I'm going to apply and he's like, Haha. <laughs> but you know, um, what did your friends at like work and home think when you were like, yep, I'm actually going to be on the bachelor. Like, did they give you shit or <laughs> were they supportive? Well, so that was, that was kind of the best part is I did not tell anyone really. Um, I told obviously my family knew, um, like my immediate family. And then I maybe told four friends. So it was a really small group of people that knew, which I think is so awesome because I was on the live finale of Colton season. That's when I met Hannah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, tons of people watch the finale of every season. And so everyone saw me on that and that was their first time seeing me on the show. And, um, they had no idea. So I think it was really cool for everyone to just have that surprise. But the friend that did know and my family as well, they were all super supportive. I was really nervous to tell my parents because I didn't I didn't tell them until I told them on Valentine's Day. That's when I called them and told them, like, hey, you know, I got Happy Valentine's uh, Day. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Uh, I was like, hey, guys, you know, y- you watched The Bachelor before, right? They're like, yeah, we're watching this season right now. Um I was like, yeah, so I'm actually going to be on this upcoming season. And there was like a really long pause because I don't, I think they thought I was joking for a second. And then they both just started laughing. They loved it. They thought it was hilarious. So it all, uh, 
it all worked out. Everyone was super supportive of it. That's so cool. So did you have any, like, expectations going in? I mean, you'd seen the show previously. Did you think, Mm -hmm. like, was there anything that surprised you? Um, I mean, yeah, so I had seen the show. I, I really don't think there's anything you can do to prepare yourself for going on the show. Um, you know, obviously you hear about the nights being long, um, you know, kind of just being like a high stress environment, all that stuff, but, but there's nothing you can like prepare for that situation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also, like, they take your phone right away. You're so disconnected from the world. And, like, there's no situation in life nowadays where that happens, really. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think it was all just kind of surprising to me and how it played out. I was just open to the whole experience and kind of what would happen. Um, but I think the thing I was surprised about is, you know, a lot of people say, particularly the people that don't look good on the show, they always say, oh, you know, the producers edited me, edited this sentence or this situation to make me look bad or something like that. I genuinely think everyone in our season was portrayed spot on. Accurate. Yeah. Um, and if not spot on, I think the people that did look bad, they made them look better than they would have if they had actually showed everything. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think to me that was super surprising just because you, you think that all this stuff is like really edited and manipulated, but um, it was pretty spot on. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I mean, granted, I don't know, but like you didn't get a bad portrayal because you seem like a normal person that wouldn't like say <laughs> something to that could just like is, you know, candy for the producers being like, oh, perfect. This is like he's gossiping about this other dude, Mm -hmm. like this is easy money. So, and I think the other thing I would say that was surprising is just, you know, it's a show about dating and potentially getting engaged at the end. Right. I just don't think everyone, you know, I, I really think the show could work out if everyone had an equal chance to actually get to know the person. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was there a long time. I was there for seven weeks and I spent three hours with Hannah over the whole time. And so, you know, I, I was a, like two days away from bringing her home to my family. And when you think about that, it's just kind of ridiculous. Like when you, when you just think about that situation, take a step back from it. And it, I, I just wish, and I, maybe they'll do this in the future, but I wish it was less controlled and like, how much time you get to spend with her and more so like, all right, you know, we're going to give everyone an equal chance to get to know her and for her to get to know you. And then we'll kind of, you know, do our same stuff. Right. Um, to me, that was just the frustrating part because there are a lot of, especially at the end, like group dates and stuff where, you know, certain people would get 30 plus minutes to spend with her and talk to her. And then, you know, some of us would get like, 10 minutes um yeah i mean what like in latvia i remember on the group date there they i was the last person to talk to her in the group date which was at like 2 or 3 a.m so you're completely out of it at that point too and they for my portion they had me take her on a walk outside they didn't show this on tv because 
it you know it wasn't like a useful conversation really because it was like below freezing outside she was wearing a dress so she was freezing cold i was freezing cold and they just literally just made us walk down the block once which took about five minutes and then walk back inside (laughs) and that was the only time i talked to her because the the cocktail party at the rose ceremony was canceled Uh. so you know when you think about those situations like it's just, it's just kind of frustrating to think back at it and think, you know, hey, I wish I would have gotten a fair chance at actually, you know, getting to know this person. But it all kind of works out for a reason. So, Do you feel like, I mean, this is my impression just to being a longtime Bachelor fan, that because mm-hmm. of, you know, how Bachelor in Paradise is set up, that it's, like, more organic? Um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of getting to know people, it's more organic, but... I kind of feel the same way about paradise is like not everyone gets the same chance. They, you know, if you come in day one or within the first couple of days, yeah, you're going to get to know everyone there pretty well. True. Right. But for someone like me, they actually flew me in the day filming started and I was supposed to come in a couple days later and they ended up keeping me in a hotel for 10 days. Are you serious? No phone. No phone. We were in Mexico. So like there's not a lot on TV. And I wasn't allowed to leave the room except they take me to work out for an hour a day. So, you know, it's like, all right, they ended up bringing me in over halfway through. And at that point, it's like, what, you know, how am I actually going to build a connection with someone? And, you know, with the whole Kaylin situation, obviously, I'm, I'm happy for her now. I'm glad that, you know, it worked out for her. But it's frustrating because, you know, let's say I was there at the beginning, right? would things have turned out differently? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows if I'd been able to spend more time with her or someone else? Um, I really don't know, and I'll never know. But I think that's just kind of the frustrating thing is I don't think paradise really gives you an equal chance as well. So That's true. I guess I was thinking more towards, like, the people who all get there at the same time as opposed to, yeah. like, the, like, oh, look who's here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, you yeah, go one no, of two ways. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely get to spend a lot more time with people. I mean, I even though Kaylin and I didn't work out, I spent more time with her the first day I met her than I did with Hannah over seven weeks. Yeah. So it, it was just, I mean, it was really interesting to kind of that whole dynamic, I guess. So do you think, my question now is like, you know, you get off the bachelor, you have like a pretty good idea that you're going to paradise and you get off paradise and like, I mean, just looking at all of the Bachelor relationships, I'd say, I mean, granted, I don't know who, like, is randomly dating people who weren't on The Bachelor, but it's, like, for lack of a better word, kind of incestuous. Like, do you think that's mm-hmm. because <laughs> you, like, it, why do you think that is? And, like, do you do you think it's because you guys only know, like, the experience that you each went through? And, like, or what's your take on that? Yeah, I definitely think it's the experience thing. I mean... Yeah, you all go through this crazy situation and experience and it's, you know, no one, it's just so hard for other people to relate to it, especially in the dating world. Um, But I I think that's really it. And obviously you're, you know, I think you're more aware of each other and like you've seen people on TV and stuff. And, And so, you know, like I've watched, when I watched, part of Colton season when I kind of found out I was going on I you know 
I think a lot of the guys in our season didn't really have Hannah B on our radar, but you know, I think a lot of us were interested in like Kaylin or Hannah G and I think it's similar. Like when you actually are on the show, um, you kind of watch the other seasons. You're like, wow, you know, that girl seems really cool. I'd love to hang out with her. And because you have that shared experience and you kind of see who they are a little bit on TV and everything, I think it just kind of accelerates like the interest in a potential relationship. So it's definitely a little incestuous, (laughs) Um, but you know, I think like bachelor in paradise and, all the other shows and you know you're always going to events with each exactly. other exactly like it lends itself organically mm-hmm. so you're always kind of with each other doing things so it's um it happens frequently for sure on that same note do you feel or do you ever feel like i don't know where are you <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my bedroom uh, someone was slamming the horn out there oh that's so funny i was like are you against like a cement wall i couldn't tell <laughs> Um, do you think like in terms of like your current dating life, do you ever, I mean, worry that girls date you for, or like would want to date you because of the bachelor thing or like how, I don't know. Also like, are you dating people outside the bachelor? Like what, what's your current relationship status? Uh, (laughs) Put you on the spot. Khan is currently single. Ah. Um, I can't believe I just referred to myself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, um, yeah, I'm, I'm single right now. So, you know, I, I've gone on dates with people. Um, no one from the show, actually. They've all just been people outside of the show. And um, But single right now, obviously, like, the quarantine and everything yeah. has kind of made it tough to date people. Um, and leading up to that, I was working and really focused on my business. So it kind of went from focusing on that right into the quarantine. So honestly, haven't been on a date in a little while. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it definitely changes the dynamic of dating for sure. I, I think one thing that I've talked about with people before is, you know, on the show, like you're in Amsterdam or some like exotic foreign city, right? And you're doing this really cool date, cool experience. And instantly when you're on that date, you think you're in love. It's just like, it's part of the show. It's part of that environment. It's part of the dynamic. You like, out of, it doesn't mess with your head necessarily. It's just the situation. You feel like you're in a fairy tale kind of. Yeah. And so I think when you leave that environment and you just go to like a restaurant down the street, right? It's, you're not used to that feeling of not feeling that like instant spark right or whatever you you gotta like build the connection more that's so and so i think for me that's kind of been the tough thing is like i i'm a big believer in like love at first sight and all that stuff and being on the bachelor is perfect for that because (laughs) naturally you feel that way um but i think like coming back to the real world after doing that stuff it's definitely been tough in terms of like the girls i don't i don't think i've struggled with you know them feeling that they're genuine about it or not. Um, but I, I, I think it's just tough. Like a lot of people reach out after the show to like hang out and stuff like that. And for me, it's kind of like, you know, I'm still the same person, 
why wouldn't you have reached out before? Yeah. I guess. Especially people that knew me. Um, obviously, the show opens you up to a whole different group of people that get to know you. But, you know, people that knew me in college or from high school or after college that are all of a sudden reaching out because I was on a TV show, to me, it's a little disingenuous and kind of steer clear of that. So Yeah, definitely. They're actually – I don't know if you've read the book Modern Love by um, – I'll remember it. Um, but there, <laughs> there are studies of like how being in intense situations makes your brain more like likely to, um, you know, feel a certain way. Like they did this one mm-hmm. experiment where they, one, you know, a, like a sample set of guys walked across like a street and then mm. saw a woman. They were like, well, like, you know, what did you think of that woman? And no, I'll remember it. Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't read that one. It's interesting. And then they did the same thing with a group of guys um, who walked across like a bridge, like that was like crookedy, whatever. And they like, so many more of them said they felt like a connection to this random woman. Just because like you're in a state of, you know, not knowing if like, I don't know. Who knows? Like your adrenaline's up and all of that probably mm-hmm. contributes to it. Who knows? Maybe after quarantine, everyone's just going to like get married because we're all like, <laughs> life could end. Um, but, and I guess going back to like, you know, post-bachelor, did you get any, I mean, I can't imagine you did because like you weren't a polarizing character, but did you get any like hate or negative feedback and like how, that, how did that affect you? Um, yeah, I mean, people are pretty ridiculous, to be honest. It's, um, not, I mean, a small percentage of people are pretty ridiculous, but Bachelor fans, you know, they're, they're great, the majority of them. There is definitely a small percentage that just, you know, feel the need to say something negative to you, even if you haven't done anything wrong. So, I mean, you're, you're right. Like, I've, I was fortunate to come out of that show pretty unscathed, nothing negative. Um, and 99.9% of messages I received were super nice, but there's always the 0.1% of just someone saying something really stupid, to be honest. And I think when you're first off the show and not used to that, it definitely gets in your head and you remember it. Um, it's kind of hard to forget those things, but honestly, now it doesn't really doesn't really phase me too much you know I to me that's like that's one of the best I think feelings in the world you can achieve it's to just not care about what other people think of you oh 100%. it's so it's so hard I mean everyone always says that they don't but it's you know at the end of the day it's hard not to care a little bit right but once you really achieve like not caring what anyone thinks I think you like you will be so happy in life. And so that's, that's really what I've tried to do. I mean, I, don't, I honestly don't really look at Instagram or social media or like messages directed towards me too much anymore because, you know, you never know what you're going to see in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm still working on kind of getting better at not looking at that stuff too much but and not really caring what people think. But um, I, I think once you achieve that, it's, it's amazing. But, I mean, there was one situation. It was in the men's hell all um Luke P was on the hot seat and I forgot about him. You know, <laughs> they kind of like 
before the show, the producers kind of like hype you up a little bit, um, get you going. Uh, like we watched the video of Luke um, on his fantasy suite date with Hannah. They were hyping us up, like wanted us to talk to him. And so um, the, Chris Harrison called on me, I think, and he's like, Connor, what are, you know, what do you think about Luke? And I was like, you know, Luke, blah, blah, blah. I think I said like F you to him on TV. And um, you had a bunch of Luke like, P fans come at you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, everything that's said to you tonight, you deserve. Blah blah blah. In in hindsight, I realized that that was a little harsh, and putting myself in his position and like going through the show now and reflecting on it, I do feel bad about saying that. I think I could have put it in a much nicer version. Um, but, you know, that in that situation, there were a lot of people, I mean, a lot of his fans that, but overall, I think I said what a lot of people were thinking, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, he frustrated a lot of people, right? Yeah. But um, um, there were a couple people that messaged me, and like, oh, you're a bully, all this stuff, and, you know, I was like, guys. <laughs> how am I a bully for speaking my mind, you know? Yeah. And you also seem like a really nice, normal guy. Like they had to think. Yeah. Well, it's, it's frustrating too because the show doesn't, at the end of the day, people don't really know me that much (laughs) because I was shown for maybe 15 minutes total. (laughs) I I don't know. I, I wasn't shown very often on the show, but, um, so, you know, when you do something like that and them having not known you at all, really, it's people are instantly kind of just feel the need to say something negative. Yeah. So you overall seem like a a pretty like self-aware person. And like, obviously this is a mental health podcast. So I always find it really, you know, fascinating and exciting when I like, I'm talking to someone who seems like pretty like, you know, happy with themselves, happy with, I mean, that's just my perception. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm also just so fascinated with shows like The Bachelor and just reality TV in general because they kind of force you to confront your emotions. Did you find like, well, had you ever struggled with your mental health prior to the show is my first question. And then was it affected at all during the filming of either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? And if so, like positive in a good way or a bad way? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, so I was never like, I would say like depressed or anything, but you know, I think in life we all go through a lot of ups and downs. Right. And there, I mean, there was a couple moments in my life where I definitely felt down. Um, but I'm a big believer in that, like, you know, obviously there's a lot of uncontrollable situations in life, but you know, one, you can always control your attitude. That's the only thing you always have control over. And two, you can usually control your surroundings. So, uh, I mean, those are two things that I've, when I have felt down, I've just tried to change those. So, like, when I was working at Goldman, there was a point where I was really unhappy. Mm-hmm. I would go to work. I hated it. You know, you'd wake up, you'd be super unmotivated. I'd be coming in late to work, leaving early. You know, I definitely wasn't, like, the best employee, and I'll admit that. And it was just my attitude and I think kind of the, my surroundings too. So first thing I did is I moved to a new apartment. Um, 
and surrounded like it was a nicer apartment and it was probably more than I should have paid but I just felt like I need to be around like-minded people that are entrepreneurial young professionals and it worked perfectly I mean the first day I moved in there met this guy that was like a 50 year old multi-millionaire that lived in the penthouse we became best friends and he <laughs> kind of like helped me change my outlook on you know my career and all that stuff and so that was like the perfect move for me and that kind of helped like spring me to quit my job ended up going in the bachelor like all these good things started happening in my life so that was a big thing for me is just one like controlling your attitude and changing your surroundings on the bachelorette you know i think you come off of that show and obviously you know mentally it messes with you because you're just in this weird situation but you're also super confident after you come off and going into paradise because, you know, you're getting all this love on social media and people are getting to know you and they love you and all this stuff and you're being talked about. And so when you go into the bachelor in paradise, you're like hyped up. You feel like you're the king of the world. At least I felt like that. I was so confident and obviously it didn't work out for me, but I still felt, you know, I was like still in really good spirits from the whole thing. I think the, the time when I did feel down was after Paradise was done airing and Whitney and I had broken up um, and you see, you know, like Dylan and Hannah together, um, a lot of other, some other guys from the show were with someone else, um, JPJ and Tasha were together at the time, I think, and it's just frustrating, like you see them happy, they had a great experience in the show, and then like for it to not work out for you, it's just frustrating and then like career-wise I wasn't working at Goldman anymore I didn't have an idea for a business yet so it was just like all right you know what's what's next and it kind of got back to that point where I was when I was working at Goldman where I was just you know like sleeping in um you know not doing a lot just kind of unmotivated and then it just hit a point one day I was like dude get like get up go do something um and that's when, like, I got on the train of starting this business and um, just kind of latched onto that. And then, you know, last year was crazy, too. I mean, I, I don't know what it was, but in November, I just hit, like, this ultimate motivation point. And I, I ended up signing up for the Dallas Marathon a week before it. I ran the full marathon without training. Holy crap. Um, Subtle flex. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just did like all these crazy things. And it was crazy like looking back on three months before that. There's no way I would have been able to do that with the mental mindset that I had. But um, I just kind of flipped it around. And I think everyone has the ability to do that at any point in their life. Yeah. Wait, that's so funny. I There must have been like something in the water and – November because that's like when I started my podcast like literally out of nowhere I was like I want to do this just started DMing people like nonstop and yeah and obviously here we are yeah no that's <laughs> awesome and I guess what advice would you give to someone who is you know down or like not in the most like upbeat state of minds to um specifically mm -hmm. a guy because they tend to be less willing to open up about their mental health yeah no it's, and i mean you're spot on about that guys <laughs> are very secretive um i've like i've never really talked to anyone about it and um 
you know, I think sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. I mean, I think it's great to talk to people about it, but, um, you know, I think a lot of situations you can definitely handle on your own. So, I mean, I think, like I said before, there's two big things. And I, I talked about this in the bachelorette a lot. There were so many situations that were out of your control on the show. Like I can't control how much time I get with Hannah. I can't control when I'm going to see her next. Right. But what I can do is control my attitude about the situation, stay positive because the second you have a negative mindset on that show, you're just going to get ripped apart. And yeah. so I just try to stay positive, stay happy. Um, and when I did have a chance to talk to her and make the most of it. And so I think in any situation in life, if you're feeling down, let's say you lost your job or whatever, you know, one, you probably don't have a good attitude at the moment. If, if in most situations, if you're feeling down, so take a step back and, you know, just, just think like, Hey, this could be way worse for me. Right. Um, like at the end of the day, a lot of people that are feeling down, they still have a lot of great things going on in their life that they can lash onto and take that. And so one, it can always, it could always be worse. The situation can always be worse and you can definitely turn it around. You just have to flip your mindset, stay positive. And it starts with just doing like a little thing, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's making your bed in the morning and that kind of helps you get other things done throughout the day. Um, but I think those little things that you can do to kind of have a positive mindset are huge in helping you kind of change, um, you know, your situation. And the other thing that I said before is a lot of times you can change your surroundings. So, you know, maybe you're not around people that are like-minded, right? You know, maybe your friends aren't as driven or are bringing you down, right? Maybe they like to go party all the time and that's affecting you, your performance, your career. So, you know, you can easily kind of change your mind, change your surroundings, maybe be moved to a new state or a new city, um, a new career. It's, you know, at the end of the day, so many things in life are out of your control, but there are a lot of things that you can control in some capacity. And you have to kind of try your best to control those things to the best of your advantage and, um, you know, kind of lift yourself up. Yeah, I hundred percent. So I always wrap up with a couple of questions. Um, All right. They go a little deep, so we'll see. <laughs> First question is, what's one thing in, in your life that's happened to you that's made you a stronger person today? Um, so I think, I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of situations. I, I, I think there's two. One my mom, when I was 13, she, um, our whole family was skiing in Utah and she actually ended up having a stroke, um, on the mountain. And I was the only person with her at the time. So I was 13 and I kind of witnessed this whole thing. And that was super scary and upsetting to watch that. And she ended up, it's kind of like a freak accident. She tore an artery in her neck. Because, I mean, she's like the most fit person ever. She wakes up at 4.30 a.m. every day to work out. She's crazy. Um, but, you know, she's completely fine now, but she had to get a couple stents in her neck because it, it tore from her straining too hard doing something. And um, so that was really scary to watch. But I think it just kind of showed me a lot of resilience from her. And I was young at the time, too. So, you know, being able to watch her kind of go through that situation and 
conquer it and, um, you know, improve and everything was, was really helpful to see. And I, that definitely made me a stronger person. The other one too, is I've now done two marathons that I signed up for a week before <laughs> without training and I finished both. And, you know, a marathon is one of those things when you think about it, you're like, there's no way I can do that. Or, you know, people think they need to train for months or a year to do it. And honestly, you probably should. <laughs> but I think I really think that everyone has the physical capacity to run a marathon. It's really just mental. It reaches a point over halfway through where, you know, your legs, you're starting to get cramps, your legs are feel like jello but you can still finish the race. And it's all just about telling yourself, I'm going to finish this. I'm not going to give up. And I think the thing when I have run them now two times is I didn't go into the race saying like, yeah, I'm going to try and do a marathon. I went into the race saying, I'm going to do this marathon. I didn't give myself an option to give up on it. And I think that's translated really well to a lot of other areas of my life, especially starting this business. It's like, I didn't say, you know, yeah, I'm going to try and start this business or, or anything else. I said, you know, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to see it through. And that's a really cool thing that I've seen throughout my life is I used to have a lot of, you know, big ideas and things that I'd be really passionate about for a month and then give up. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last two years, I've had those big ideas, but I followed through on them and actually seen it through. So that's made a huge difference for me. Are you a big runner? Not at all. Oh, really? I, I, I actually, I hate running. Really? I love yeah. running. That's like 100% on my bucket list. I, I'm a, Do it. I, I will once they allow. I don't know like when they're going to allow them now with like COVID. Oh, marathons. Yeah, I don't know. I know the Dallas one. I'm running the Dallas half marathon this year. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Next question is, do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that you live by? Um, I, so I think kind of going off what I said before, there was a, um, I think say my favorite quote, I mean, there's tons of them, but the one that like I always remember is, is I think it's from Yoda, actually. It's uh, do or do not, there is no try. Um, so when I was, I think I was like 10 years old, um, I'm, I'm a big swimmer. I swam at SMU for a year and my summer swim team when I was 10, we were at the final swim meet, like the big swim meet. And I like, couldn't, I don't think I, I hated doing no breathers or something where it's like a full length without breathing. And I got up on the block in practice and my coach was like, are you going to do a no breather? And I was like, yeah, I'll try. And then I like went down to go start. He grabs my arm and pulls me towards him. And he's like, don't try, do it. And then I did it. And it's weird thinking back on that situation. And I was 10, but it's so true. You know, when you go into a marathon or starting a business or anything with the mindset of, yeah, I'll try and do it. You're You're, setting yourself up to fail, kind of, or at least giving yourself the option to fail. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go into it saying, I'm going to do it, yeah, you can still fail for sure, but the likelihood is way less because mentally 
you're going to be way stronger and way more ready to succeed and conquer that challenge. So love that quote a lot. Yeah. I'm a big believer in like manifestation. That's like Mm -hmm. in the same, in the same realm. What do you love most about yourself? Uh, um, I would say that when, when I do get really motivated and like lashed on to a task or a goal, I can really achieve it and set my mind on doing it. Um, so like before I went on the bachelorette, when I was, um, like after I'd quit my job, I, before I'd even heard about the show, um, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get a trainer right now and just like get in really good shape. Why not? I'm 20, I was 24 at the time or no, I think I was, yeah, I was 24 at the time. I was like, why not just like get in the best shape of my life in the next couple months? Um, we'll see what happens. Like three days later, got a phone call from the show. And, <laughs> good time, um, right? So it was like for three months, it just set my mind on getting in really good shape. And obviously it worked out going <laughs> on the show, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think when I have a goal or something I want to achieve, I'm really good at kind of setting my mind on actually achieving it and making it happen. Love that. When's your birthday? October 6th. Oh, Libra. Libra. Me too. Libra. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. So we're more high maintenance. Uh-huh. You get along with everyone though. <laughs> that makes sense. And oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Libras are very like personable and, um, huh. have a lot of friends. Interesting. I'm a big astrology person. Um, last question, which is the name of the podcast. Is how do you find solace in the city? So, like, you know, when things are tough, like, what brings you peace? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is, one, either spending time with family, um, or two just traveling and disconnecting from everything, um, which I'm about to do both of those. So very excited to find some peace. Um, But, you know, I mean, I think when, like, we get really caught up in everyday life a lot and what we're doing, your career, just like in this monotonous routine. And when you're able to break that up and go travel to a new place, experience a new culture, um, meet new people, it expands your horizons and allows you to change your your day-to-day routine and kind of be open to new things. And I think as humans, we, we need that, right? Like 100%. we're naturally curious creatures. And um, when you cage that curiosity and live this monotonous life, you have this, like you're not going to feel like you're f- fulfilled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's important to like travel and do all that stuff. Um, maybe it's, you know, once a year going on a big trip or maybe it's a few times a year going on a trip, but definitely love just like doing something different and exploring. Um, and then when you're able to spend time with family, I think that's huge. Obviously, you know, I think we all kind of are, our personalities and who we are influenced by you know, your parents and your siblings and the people that you surround yourself as you grow up. And when you're able to be around those people, um, it helps kind of ground you back to your place in a way. And for me, after the shows, for sure, I think a lot of people can get a big ego and um, be a little full of themselves. 
Um, I think the first thing I did after Paradise was I, I flew to L.A. and spent some time with Whitney. And then I went home for about two weeks. Um, and then when I was done with The Bachelorette, when I got sent home, I flew home for, I think I was home for a week and a half. Um, so, yeah, I think it's always important to, you know, spend time with family and um, connect with them. Definitely. Well, thank you so much again for letting me interview you. Uh, I had so much fun. And if you could just, you know, how can all my listeners follow you, follow Sale Wellness, like buy your products, plug everything? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my Instagram is at consaleaway. Um, and then, you know, getting into the TikTok game a little bit. I think it's, it's at Connor Saley. Um, and then my business is sale wellness. So the website is sale.com S A E L.com. And the Instagram for that is at sale wellness as well. So, um, check it out and let us know what y'all think. Awesome. 